Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We've got the remedy, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. The Newcastle takeover is officially complete, and France are in the final. It's Friday, 8th of October. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Russell. And I'm Welcome, everybody, to your fabulous Friday on the Football Ramble with myself and those two beauties. Gentlemen, the weekend is that close, Andy. How are you feeling? Um, I'd never noticed how creepy your jazz hands were before. How dare you? <laughs> they are a little bit. What a regrettable start to the show. Vish, can you pick it up? It's a bit like Rusty Spoon. Do you remember oh. that YouTube thing? I'll take that as a no. <laughs> um, the Ashley rain is officially over. Andy, you've just arrived back in London. You're off the train from Newcastle, having had a few tinnies with the boys. Outside no, I'm, the... I, I'm, I'm heading in the other direction. I'll be uh, bringing some tins from London, presumably. Oh, you're going back up there? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. Give them a bit of London pride, if you will. Um, the sound... wasn't, that, wasn't that the problem? What? <laughs> things from London ruining things up there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's what they always claimed. I mean, I've lost count of the amount of times I've said, not only is Mike Ashley not a Cockney, he's not even from London. <laughs> I was going to say, Andy's going, oh, you got it wrong. Cockneys, you have to be born in a certain area yeah. of East London. I'm from South London. I'm not a Cockney. People are really receptive to that, as yeah. I'm sure you can imagine. <laughs> I think you'll fit in fine, Andy. Um, but yes, of course, the Saudi-backed public investment funds 305 million pound purchase of Newcastle United officially went through yesterday. Um, delirious scenes outside uh, St James's Park. Amanda Staveley has outlined her vision for the club saying we can be as big as PSG. Now, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you... 
Andy and Vish and Kate genuinely, all joking aside, did a marvellous job, I thought, uh, if I may say so myself, yesterday of talking about this. So if you want the serious take, uh, <laughs> do listen to tomorrow. But thanks to those suckers that are doing the hard yards, I can have a bit of fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> you said that in the way that we should have had a disclaimer yesterday to the Newcastle fans who are like diving headfirst into this. If you don't want to know about the atrocities, look, look away, away now. now. <laughs> <laughs> If you want some good old-fashioned fun, then uh, you come see me. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean, Andy, obviously, the, you know, you, you sort of gave your, your opinion yesterday and, and blah, 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 blah. What did you think of the scenes outside St. James's Park yesterday? Because it is quite strange when, when you have some fans chanting, we want our club back, and you think, well, okay. Yeah, you do think that, don't you? Yeah. On the other hand, like I said, I've, uh, yesterday, in, in different terms, I've got very... Uh, mixed feelings about it and strong misgivings about it. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, I think there are a lot of things in football and this, this is, this is something very serious, obviously Mm -hmm. that deserves to be, that deserves to be continued to be questioned and pursued. But there there is something about a real outpouring of joy like that. And there has not Mm. been anything like that with Newcastle United for for ages. And it explains a lot. It explains why people are able to turn a blind eye to so much. Mm. Because the way, as I said yesterday, that Mike Ashley has just sucked the joy Mm. out of that club. That's why Sam Fender hot-footed it up there (laughs) after after Jules Holland. That was quite funny seeing Sam Fender, by his own admission, um, struggling a little bit from a heavy night uh, celebrating on the BBC breakfast show. The direct quote was really, really, really hungover, wasn't it? I was generally so impressed that he didn't swear. Yeah. I mean, I, well, we didn't watch the whole thing. That, that's true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it was close a couple of times. Wasn't yeah, it? no doubt. Yeah, yeah but the yeah. the idea that he's he's there with Jules Holland and Jules, like, you know, little little tip, little cocktail afterwards. No, fuck that, mate. L N E R. Here I come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it does show you what uh, those fans have had to suffer for so long with such jubilant scenes, fish that you, you <laughs> one what you know one can't help but feel well. You're going to enjoy it more than what we've what you previously had. Well, I mean, this is the thing, um, you know, I had this thought yesterday when I was watching those scenes because they were, some of them were genuinely hilarious. Genuinely hilarious. Yeah, I do Some of them that. were absolutely outrageous. <laughs> but the, but it's almost like the, um, you know, there was a lot of people saying on on Twitter yesterday that Newcastle fans singing, singing we've got their club back. Well, it couldn't be further away from you. Mm. I would say that is genuinely a bit of a Premier League product of, Owners and supporters sure. never being further away, that yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like this can happen. It you can, can feel like you can have your club back. You can apply yeah. that to any yeah. side, really. And there's also this thing of you can. I imagine some Newcastle fans are a little bit annoyed at the uh, Saudi Arabia and PIF takeover because it's like they've impinged on a real joyful moment of getting rid of Ashley. Yeah. Daniel Story wrote a brilliant column about this yesterday, and he, and he summed yeah. it up with Mike Ashley is their silver bullet. If Mike Ashley, if Ashley leaves any legacy at all on Tyneside, it's that he made these owners seem worth celebrating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that's that's the thing, isn't it? I, I think it's worth a little rewind at this moment. Do you, do you remember when Mike Ashley first took over? I do, Newcastle? yeah. And I I remember being in the so does Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, I remember being in the in, in the pub with a few friends who are Newcastle fans, and they were genuinely celebrating. Mm. And I, I have a very good friend who. who worked in retail at the time um in retail journalism and he said you don't understand what this guy's like he 
he'll do exactly what he wants mm. and he couldn't care less for the stakeholders. And to be fair, Ashley has followed that description mm. absolutely mm. slavishly for the for, for the last 14 years. But, you know, you remember him like sitting in the away end at Arsenal, downing pints. I was, in, I was in that stand with him, yeah. I remember that being near the end of his time as the everyman owner, wasn't it? He mm. tried to play that part, didn't he? he yeah. Necking right, the yeah. and beating Curry's. I So I was a few rows ahead of him and I heard all this like, Cheering and commotion and turn around and the people around him were loving it. Of course, he he was one of one of them, quote unquote. But the whole yeah. thing is, is that as you say, when Ashley takes over, there's celebration. When Saudis take over, there's celebration. We see this with other clubs as well. This is not. This is by no means having to go at um, Newcastle supporters and all this. This is just indicative of the the footballing landscape in in England. You know? Yeah, exactly. And there's there's been a lot of pushback on 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 Twitter from uh, fans and journalists saying, "Oh, this this is." Um, Pathetic from Newcastle fans. They don't understand what hard is. If you look at other, mm. what other fans of other clubs have, have been through, like Berry fans or, or, or Wimbledon fans or whatever, I don't really think that's the point, to be no. honest. I mean, you know, Newcastle fans haven't even had that, that pain of like dreadful, the bottom falling out of it moments. It's just been a sea of nothingness. Yes. No highs, absolutely. No lows. Mm. And for a city that lives football like that, it's. It is awful, but, uh, they, 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 but they, I don't think they've ever said that we have it worse than anyone else. No. They've 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 said we're living in this constant state of inertia where nothing's happening but, and there's there's no end to but it. But when you when you're offered you know stick or twist, why would you stick? Do you know what I mean? I understand the fans weren't given the you know it's, it's not up to them who who sort of buys that, and sells. That's right, and there always needs actually to be that distance between the fans and the clubs, and and when the dust has settled. I would hope and expect that the Newcastle United Supporters Trust and other mm-hmm. Newcastle fans will question the ownership like any fan should question any ownership yeah. rather mm-hmm. than just blithely nod and you know go back to that place that we say that, that we, you were talking about earlier in the honeymoon period where you just nod and go, oh, he's a great bloke, isn't he? Yeah. I, I, but, I, I don't, I don't but think Andy, you should ever think We should remember like Mike Ashley's role in all this when all said and done because he said yesterday, I would like it to be known that I received a higher offer for the club than the one that I accepted. And I felt the bid that we accepted from the current new owners would deliver the best for Newcastle United. I felt I owed it to the fans to fight tooth and nail to make this happen. So there's two, There, there's there two goes things. Mike Ashley. I must remember to thank him. So the thing about that is, is that... It's yeah, outrageous? Uh, well, not only is it outrageous, but everyone knows that, you know, you would accept a lower offer if you get more of that offer up front mm. rather than set against loans <laughs> or whatever, or, you know, loans on the other side or a period of 10 years to pay it off. A lot of that money's coming up front, Mike. You're not fooling anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Of course, so Ashley will be gone. But of course, the fans are the ones that are always there. And owners know this. They have a captivated audience. But there is one man, for now, who's also still there. Steve Bruce. Um, is he? Well, at the time of recording, and we're going to use that expression <laughs> at the time quite of recording. a lot. We, we say that more than we say football ramble. I, I think, think we do. I think well, when, when Steve Bruce is concerned, I mean, I, I did think to myself, like, imagine if they sacked him before the game on the weekend, like, like straight away. But he's fe- he's fearful for his future. He said yesterday, <laughs> I know I may be sacked at Newcastle, but I won't be bitter. 
There's eight million reasons why I won't be bitter, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if I don't make it to a thousand games against Spurs, you might say that could only happen to me. But I don't think it would be cruel. It's just football. You can't say that could happen to me. Is he playing the Keegan card? I was going to say when Keegan's <laughs> been in your chair before, you can't say that could happen to me. <laughs> only could happen to me. I mean, it's mad, isn't it? Like you remember Ranieri at Chelsea when Abramovich took over and he said, "Oh, come on, yeah, we all know what's going to happen here." But there's Bruce. I know I may be sacked by Newcastle. Have a bit of faith, man. He did say that he would like the chance to show them what they can do. But even Amanda Stavely said, mm, performances need improving. <laughs> I was like, bloody hell. This could be quite, um, potentially a bit of a binding moment for him, for Bruce and the players, because as much as Bruce will have these reservations about his place, let's be fair, a lot of those players are going to be looking over their shoulder thinking, right, I've got to make other plans here. Apart from Alan and Maxwell, he's probably go around. Honestly, it was, it was really lovely to spend time with you. <laughs> All the very best for the future. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, a poll this week ju- just uh, showed that ninety four percent of Newcastle fans want him to resign. Um, so I think it's pretty unequivocal. He's not. We're talking re- about Bruce, not some Max. I mean, uh, Bru- yes, of right. course. Okay. Bruce is not going to resign. I mean, that would be the ultimate. You know, walk before the red card is uh, is brandished. You know, but um, as I say. He'll get a report. I mean, the owners get their way. If this is one thing we actually know about them, they get their way. <laughs> they do get their way. Yeah, he'll get a reported £8 million payoff if they sack him. So, uh, I mean, that's not bad, is it? It's not too shabby, is no. it? Um, but this is the problem with football. We mentioned Keegan there. There's, 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 there's chat that the consortium have made contact with Alan Shearer and Kevin Keegan to, for, for roles within the structure of the club, which are probably going to be ambassadorial. And it's like, yeah, yeah that, is a, that is a clever move. I mean... You put Sven in charge and I'm on board. Can you imagine, <laughs> just like, let's be fair, imagine... Wait, imagine Sven right now. Yeah. The old ears will be pricked up. But ima- I'd like, said ears. <laughs> God, God bless him, but just imagine the number of faux pas that Keegan could make. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Keegan, you might, that's a prayer, mate. You want to, might want to put that down. <laughs> Why have you moved everything out with Mecca's the other way? Like, it's just so many... <laughs> So many things that could go wrong oh, here. I thought it was to the west. <laughs> I thought I'm doing some shredding. That's a contract, you idiot. <laughs> and his tie gets stuck in there and he's got to jimmy it out. Why is he anywhere near this? Leave him alone. Uh, he's already got meat on his hands. Why did you know what they, they said that um uh that the Alan Shearer statue they're gonna move because the line was because it's currently where some old toilets were or something. It's just like what the hell's going on there? Oh dear! What is it? So like, there's a sewage leak or something? No, no, no. I just think that's where it was on the site of where there was some old toilet. <laughs> right, but it was the way it was worded, and it sounded like, "Oh, let's just stick a statue up in between the two portal loops." You know? yeah. like, oh dearie me! So yes, um, we, we, we are. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. This will this will sort of run on and on. Um, obviously, Pete's very upset, as as you could imagine. He'll have um, I've no doubt he'll have his opinions uh, soon enough. And to make matters worse, uh, Saudi Arabia beat Japan one 0 yesterday. <laughs> Capped off a fine day for Pete Donaldson. <laughs> Poor old Petey. Um, gentlemen, let's move on to uh, some actual football um, that happened uh, yesterday in the UEFA Nations League. Belgium two, France three. What a game! These two games have been a great advert for the UEFA Nations League. I think you'll agree, Vatushin. This game, though, was an incredible comeback from France. And, uh, and uh, you know, if there was any doubt about their quality, they put it to bed in that second half. Yeah, I mean, I was just slagging off Europe, uh, sorry, international football yesterday, and, yeah. and specifically the Nations League. And 
You look silly now, don't you? I do. Look, you know what? I do look very, very silly. And I had a very, really interesting chat with someone over Twitter about it because mm. I was like, you know, has international football been as good as it, good as it is now? And, and why is it so, so engaging right now? And they made the point that the UEFA Nation League, by yeah. making games a bit more competitive, has almost forced the hand of international teams to, to care. pick their regular starters to care. But also by caring a bit more, by playing those, those regular players, quote unquote, a bit more. There's a bit more role definition within setups, and mm-hmm. therefore the offshoot, cohesion, yeah, cohesion as well, and therefore the offshoot of that is coaches can be a bit more ambitious, mm-hmm. which is we sort of saw it with England. I, I think obviously you know you'll know a lot more about this than I will, but probably a large part of the reason that England did as well as they have done over the last couple of years because of the Nations League and how they've had to find out a bit more about themselves between tournaments. It's a huge part of it, yeah. I, I, I think, and I think if you look at England's Nations League. Wins at Spain, the win over Croatia that got them to the the, the, that particular final four. Yeah, Yeah, to 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 keep up that feeling Mm -hmm. after the 2018 World Cup was absolutely vital. I think if you go from that to a a load of friendlies or a load of shit qualifiers that they're going to win in front of like Mm -hmm. a child audience, I I think is very very different. Yeah, but you see the the intensity of these matches. You see, as you mentioned yesterday, Luis Enrique celebration, and then you see the way. Roberto Martinez celebrated the second goal. These, these these players, these coaches, they 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 want this. And and the di- the difference is, of course, that when you play in a Euros or a World Cup, you it's a festival of football. You've 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 shut all the avenues off to everything else. You have made a lot of room in the schedule, and it, you've just you, there's just more time spent on it. That's obviously what it is. And so with the UEFA Nations, it comes along. You can see straight away, bang, they're right at the races. And it was it was a marvelous game of football. And I mean, it was. A, Game of two halves, Andy, of course, to use the old cliche. Um, Carrasco opened the score and Lloris got done at his near post, although had made a great save. But that second Lukaku goal was was quite imperious, wasn't it? It was just like, have some of that, you slags. It was a little bit of, I'm back in Italy, I'm Superman. Yes, yeah. it was. There was definitely a feeling can of I that say, about it. I've, I've got the sun with me here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can, can I say, though, was it Hernandez that he turned? Yeah, it was. It, it was. was yeah. It was Lucas Hernandez. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't think it was Javier. Um, but uh, well, I'm saying there's there's two of them. Isn't no, there? no, I know. I've been yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did think that the, the turn was. I'm going to say like I, I thought it was quite signposted though. I'm surprised that. Do you know what I mean, Vish? Look, but, great but, from Lukaku's point of view, brilliant yeah. and a great finish. Put it exactly like Ryan Giggs against Arsenal at Villa Park. You're nodding in approval of that one. But I, I no, you know where to tickle me. Go yeah. on. <laughs> but I didn't think Maguire would get turned like that. Have I tickled the wrong part there? I th- <laughs> I think um, this is a, a, a similar phenomenon to um, certainly like a, a spectator phenomenon to when you see a wicket in, in in a Test match in cricket and you don't see the setup. Hmm. So Hernandez is clearly thinking that he's going to back into me. I'll get ready to. I'll brace. And get ready to take his impact, hmm. which Lukaku would have done in the lead up to that goal a couple of times or yes. certainly he would have pre-planned and for likes to that play with his back to go. yeah exactly and then on that occasion he decided to Whoopsie. go yeah to just let it go through his legs and run the other way in the way that you know the best thing a right footed right winger can do mm. first up in the game is yeah. to go left yeah, yeah, yeah. put it in your head and go that way so I mean that's I'm giving hand is a bit more All right, fair enough. slack I am often Lukaku one step can... ahead of top class international <laughs> defenders though let's, let's be clear about that uh, Lukaku but... can present so many different problems yeah. I think sure. that is the thing isn't it well and I think that's it yeah it's, it's like you know, you know I was thinking there when you were talking about signposting something mm-hmm. even if Lukaku does I mean, it's, it's, difficult to, it's difficult to stop him. But it's not like 
the Iron Robin tell, where there's yeah. one one particular move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's got a whole box of tricks. That can't yeah. Do. But what did you think of Benzema's goal then? Because again, you, you might look at the defenders and say to give him that amount of time to turn in the box and get his shot away when there was a few of them crowded around him. But again, I think you expect him to to hold it up and and do something a, a bit different. Lay it off to Ronaldo. <laughs> he, yeah. Well, he's he's become very target manny, hasn't yeah. he? You know, you look at how muscly he is nowadays, Benzema, and maybe you expect something a a little bit different. But it was it was a terrific goal, and I think the good thing for France, not just the way they played after half time, but th- there were signs of a click. Mm between all three of the front three which I mean, the they're, rest they're of still world, working it out the but... rest of the international teams just didn't want to see <laughs> yeah, yeah well, and now they've got just over a year to work on it yeah, yeah. That's, that's annoying can I throw something out there mm. Roberto Martinez choke artist well he did say Belgium were too emotional and desperate to finally win some silverware I wonder where they got that from yeah <laughs> no because all those Belgian players haven't won a thing have they <laughs> I think I think it's been a bit harsh maybe I'm saying it's it's, uh, it's built up, isn't it? Well, I think that what Martinez has can done... Can he hack it? I think he can. And I think that what he's done with Belgium has actually been pretty good. And I think that, that... I would agree. Because I think people yeah. forget where they were before he took over. And you can talk about this golden generation. People have been talking about Belgium and, and all that for a number of years. What would it, you'd go back to? Definitely 2014. Best part of a decade, yeah. Yeah, 2014 was it quarterfinal beaten one 0 by mm. Argentina? If my memory serves me well, and it was a, a very very flat performance. It was that, like an it? England Sven getting to a yeah. quarterfinal, yeah. if you see what I mean. Bit stodgy, a bit unconvincing, and go out with a bit of a whimper, and it was disappointing. Under Wilmots, I think it was. Yeah, was that, that was he was in charge for Euro 2016. And as there well. you go. So how disappointing was Against that? Wales, they yeah. they just they were the it was the dictionary definition of the football cliche. It's not clicking. I mean, if you think about it, in 2018 and again last night to France, mm-hmm. that that edged out in a semi. Um, by probably the best team in the world. Agre- that's, there's, it, that's it. There's, yeah. there's not a lot in it. You're, yeah. talk, you're talking about what two feet that Lukaku's offside. <laughs> I know, uh, I know, and, yeah. And then they've then they've won the game, and mm. and, and it's completely different. Um, but I, th- I think the way that when everyone's fit, Martinez has got uh, De Bruyne and Azar to effectively coexist in the same team without yeah. either of them feeling fettered. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Like the fact that Lukaku and Courtois are at the absolute top of their games is an enormous help, and mm. um, the fact that the defense is getting a bit old is, you, it, is, is not is not really down to him. No, I mean if if you could turn the clock back a few years on some of those defenders, we're, we're at that. You, 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 you want to yeah. recalibrate it, don't you? You want to recalibrate. I know that's a, yeah. such a re- stupid no, know, thing yeah. to say, but yeah, yeah. no, no, I, I I know exactly what what you're saying. I mean, I think there's so much, and we don't like to admit it, especially doing what we do, but. <laughs> There's so much chance involved in mm-hmm. the very biggest matches between relatively evenly matched, absolute top quality teams. Mm-hmm. That if you're getting to the last four yeah. of, of yeah, competitions, yeah, yeah. you're doing a you're doing a pretty good job. I think so. I think uh, yeah. And to be fair, I think a Belgium with a fully fit De Bruyne would have been Italy in um, in the Euro quarterfinal. Yeah. Well, and again, look. At, I mean, Italy won the tournament. You know, they were probably yeah. on on you know all things considered the best team at, at that tournament. And and you know, these are fine margins. 
Um, but you, what, what, the other thing I thought yesterday, as you know, you mentioned France, one of the best teams in the world. I was really worried that there weren't enough kind of young players coming through. You know, certainly young, classy <laughs> midfielders. So to see Tukumeni come on, was like, I was so happy for them. Where are they coming from? What was, what was the ultimate compliment I thought to Belgium, though, is a lot of the Belgian papers this morning have taken issue with France taking the piss out of them as they see it. And actually, that's that. I think that's an enormous compliment, isn't it? Were they taking that, the piss? Uh, they feel the French papers were. Oh, I see. I think yeah, they were. Oh, right. and, and French media. Right, 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 right. So they had. Um, I think it was in Le Soir. They had the cover of Le Keep mm. in there, and uh, the, the the headline on Le Keep is "Gutted for the second time." Oh, <laughs> that is a bit strong, isn't it? Uh, and they're just like, "Come on, naughty man. boys!" But I, I think that's an enormous compliment. I want to see Luis Enrique happy again, so I hope they. I hope they win the final. But this is this is all about like great rivalries, isn't it? Mm. You know, a rivalry mm. between France and Belgium in one semi-final. As we were talking about on on the continent yesterday, that mm-hmm. sort of clash between Spain and Italy. These two um, typically juxtaposed That's football right. cultures. There's a big rivalry in the, in, in, in the other semi. I think it's great. It is great. I mean, the, the third place playoff is one to look forward to. Certainly, if you're Thibaut. I don't think anyone's ever said that before. Certainly if you're Thibaut Courtois, Andy, because he said Saturday's match against Italy is pointless. Being third in the Nations <laughs> League is pointless. I don't know why we have to play that match. Yeah, it, it does feel a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. But they'll get a... Well, they might get another third place medal. It won't be as uh, cherished as perhaps their World Cup one, but but there we are. I don't even think that one's cherished if you're a player, right? Do oh, I, no, I think so. I think... Yeah, the way they sort of displayed them, uh, you know, in the in the town square in Brussels when they when they came up, I think it was Brussels. I mean, I know Slavin Bilic said he was very proud of his uh, bronze medal at the World Cup, but then that is Bilic, isn't it? Uh, a couple of points of admin: um, Kylian Mbappe became France's uh, youngest player to reach fifty caps, twenty-two years old, incredible. And uh, Theo and Lucas Hernandez, as you mentioned earlier, Andy, the first brothers to play for France since the nineteen thirties. And Teo smashed in that winner, didn't he? He did, Smashed yeah. it in. He's a, he's a little boxer of a defender, isn't he? He's got he an is. incredibly little, like bulk about him. He is. He's 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 got strong little brother vibes. Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure how Lucas feels about having him in the same team. I mean, they they're quite close and they get on well. Mm. But I mean, there must be part of him that goes, "You're annoying." Yeah. You're stealing my thunder. You're running around with absolutely no defensive responsibility, expecting me to clear up after you. I remember my. And then he goes and scores the winner. I used to. So my brother's about four years younger than me, and I, you know, we used to get into fights, and I'd like obviously win a fair few of them. And he's then, cooler than you, isn't he? He's much cooler than me. Yeah, yeah. he's he's five eleven. Yeah, uh-huh. but I came Better out from uni, I came out from uni once, and uh-huh. rather than like hug me to say hello, he just picked me up. Yeah, because he'd had this little growth spurt, and he was like, "I can take uh-huh. him now." <laughs> <laughs> we never disagreed again. <laughs> Oh dear. Don't like to see you with your tail between your legs, mate. Anyway, we are playing uh, Marcus's game later, though, so we might see that again. Um, oh, uh, and speaking of uh, record breakers, Australia, before we go to a break, made it 11 wins on the spin after beating Oman 3 1 at the Khalifa Stadium in Qatar. You see, acclimatising before the tournament. Um, that means they've set a new world record for the most consecutive wins in a World Cup campaign. They face Japan next week. How about that, Andy? Well, of course, if you want more international football chat, then get over to the latest episode of On the Continent, where Dot and Andy and David Cartledge look back on Italy's unbeaten run, where this exciting Spanish team can go next, and why Kylian Mbappe is playing PSG like a fiddle. Listen now on Football Ramble Presents. Right, let's have a quick break.
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Clash of the Titles is the podcast where two movies with something in common go head-to-head to see which one does it better. Join Alex Zane, Chris Tilly and Vicky Crompton as they celebrate Halloween with a month of Stephen King films. Kicking off this month of King versus King, it's The Shining versus Doctor Sleep. We also get this amazing shot of Wendy and Danny lost in the maze and the camera stalking them and Jack looking down at this model of the maze. The lengths that Kubrick went to to make it feel like, is Jack controlling this maze? Is this maze Jack's mind? Search Clash of the Titles on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. You better get your finger out all right and make sure that you get the fucking results. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. <laughs> and it's now time for emails. Peter's jingle had a good run. We loved it once, but that love's gone. You can get in touch, just email show at footballramble.com. 
We've got one from Sam Westover. It says, I imagine everyone really needs to know where Lee Sharp is in the world. Damn mm. right. Well, my brother was playing paddle, a Spanish racket game that is a mix between tennis and squash, in his expat town near Alicante. And guess who turns up but Lee Sharp? Go on, Lee! You'd expect, as an ex-professional footballer, that he'd be relatively good. Apparently not. He must be enjoying too many barbecues. <laughs> That's a lovely little update. Mm, barbecues don't ruin your hand-eye coordination. Mm. Well, you need good hand-eye coordination to do a, you know, an elaborate barbecue, don't but you? But do, do barbecues make you really relaxed and anti-competitive? Possibly. Yeah. I think that's what he's saying, Vish. True. Yeah. yeah. Fair dues. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got open an email. Your, open your mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an email from Jack Franklin. Mm. I went down to the Mighty Cottage a couple of weeks. I mean, this must be from Marcus. Um, I went down to the Mighty Cottage a couple of weeks ago to watch Fulham versus Leeds in the League Cup. And about five minutes into the game, a man rushes in and sits down in the seat directly behind me before immediately bellowing, Come on, you whites. Fairly standard so far. He then followed that up with, come on, you super white. Mm. And just, just after he'd finished screaming that, he went straight into Fulham, London's ultimate footballing team, <laughs> which, whilst excellent, is also perhaps a bit generous. Mm. This gent's crowning glory came about 10 minutes later when he stood up out of his seat and yelled, the cream of London and the surrounding areas, <laughs> London's <laughs> ultimate footballing team, which is possibly the best chance I've ever heard at a game. We did spend most of the night after that trying to decide where the surrounding areas might finish and we're still not sure. I mean, oh. that, that chant basically does say, have that Watford. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, they're, that's what yeah. they're going for, yeah. I'll say what I want at football matches. Thanks very much. <laughs> I reckon he's trying to incorporate Reading as well. I think so. Really? Yeah. Mm. Wow, that's big, isn't it? Yeah. AFC Wimbledon. You stretch out to Northampton Town as well, potentially? Oh, that, uh, that might be a touch far. Yeah. If you're going to do Watford, you might as well go to I think there's I think Essex, a division. Essex, probably. Colchester yeah. United are involved in you that. You think? Mm. Because I think there's a serious division between Watford and Luton, for example. I would say Watford are a part of the London spread. Luton are not. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who's been to London, Luton will tell you that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. But London South End, South End United, I'm having. In this. Really? South you ever End been... you're having? No. Well, yeah, Essex. I think all of Essex, are London and surrounding areas, yeah. Like, Colchester's almost Suffolk. I yeah. mean, I'm not having that. Hey, Andy, almost. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Show at footballramble.com, everybody, to let us know where you think the London area begins and starts. Um, there are, I mean, it is fact. Where it begins and starts, I suppose. Uh, there we are. Right. Excellent stuff. Uh, on Saturday, Andorra host good old England. England have a chance to qualify for the World Cup if they win on Saturday and against Hungary next week. Um, they're probably going to play a more of a B-side in this game, so Chris Sutton might start. Uh, Kevin who... Pressman. <laughs> it won't be the England B-team. What happened to the England B-team? Is that a thing of the past? They had a couple of re-ups, didn't they? Didn't James Beattie feature in a Probably. England B team? Yeah, Dean, Dean Holdsworth had a super time with them. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange thing in England B International. But uh, but anyway, it will be a second string side, you would have thought, because there's fears about Andorra's plastic pitch. It is a very bad plastic pitch. Yeah. Actually. Do you, do you know when um Is it like in, QPR in, in the 80s? Uh, well, I was gonna say in, <laughs> just in the bounce. In the in the early days of the Ramble, when mm. we sometimes used to play on that eleven aside plastic pitch at um what, in North London? near Caledonian Road. In yeah, North London. It was very, very patchy. I thought it was all right. Didn't stop me, did it, Andy? <laughs> Um, maybe, it, maybe it helped you. Maybe it helped. Gave uh, the system. Yes. I, I, yeah. 
I, I think England, England should be okay in this game, shouldn't they, Vish? With a B team? Yeah, they've got nothing to fear against Andorra, do they? Well, when the biggest fear is the pitch, yeah, that's. I mean, you, oh, you know what? We no. Let's let's play. Let's let's play the least important players. Yeah. Okay. Also, imagine hearing that, and then finding out you've been selected. Yeah. It's you couldn't bit... be. You, that couldn't be more unequivocal than. Look, come on. I don't think there's an. We official... all know why. We all know why you're the sacrificial lamb to the astroturf <laughs> of, of doom. Exactly. <laughs> Got to protect Harry's ankles. Yeah. Your, your knees, scrape them to fuck. No one gives a shit about you. <laughs> uh, well, apparently the centre-back spot, uh, the second centre-back spot will be up for grabs without Harry Maguire. Fekayo Tomori um, was talking about Paolo Maldini's influence on him this week, who's been giving him pep talks at Milan. Do you think What a start to the season. Do you think that's... Oh, my goodness. Andy, do you think that's him trying to uh, catapult his way into that uh, England starting eleven? Because if he's saying, oh, well, you know, Paolo Maldini, I've been getting lessons from him, Southgate's a bit like, oh, yeah, that does come into my decision-making. Quite a letter of endorsement, isn't it? It is, yes. Although, is that, is that a bit like, I don't know, you know, talking about your stepdad to your dad? Because, like, Southgate is is, is going to be his, his coach longer than, like, Maldini's not even his coach. So is it a little bit like, mm. oh, I, I had a great time. Like, yeah, he bought me ice cream. Oh, he bought me loads of presents. Got a like, swimming pool at his house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, let, let, he lets me stay up late and South Africa's everything. Got lifted his hammer. This Oi, fucking prick. Not now, Vish. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think he is? <laughs> Give him my tamori. <laughs> yeah, Skittles after 8pm. Southgate going, well, I'm obviously I was an international defender myself, so maybe I can... Uh... Don't, don't YouTube it, though. <laughs> don't watch that. No, no, no. Um, John Terry uh, did a post uh, yesterday of him with the Premier League trophy and uh, the caption, on the day, 2018, I played my last game for Chelsea. Thank you. But he actually played his last game on the 21st of uh, May, 2017. So not all Chelsea or former Chelsea defenders tell the truth, of course, Andy. <laughs> is the uh, take why, why did he think he played his last game at the start of October? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was like a, like a Chelsea old boys game. He's got confused. To be fair, maybe the... Because he came on, he got taken off, didn't he? Yes. He got taken off in, in his last 20... game in 26 minutes. 26 yeah. minutes, yeah. Yeah, so maybe this was his last like genuine start. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, why am I defending John Terry? But, but maybe that's what it is. Why, yeah. you why are you defending John Terry again? Um, <laughs> is, uh, yeah. um, uh, Terry Abraham, though, he's on course to, uh, to, be, um, to, to, to be in there, of course. Uh, last time... Uh, he, he played for England was a little while ago. Four goals for Roma already this season. And uh, he revealed what Jose Mourinho said to him when he got his call uh, to, 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 to join Roma. And he said that uh, Jose Mourinho said, do you want to enjoy some sun or stay in the rain? He's not signing for Mallorca, is he? <laughs> I mean, Rome is, does actually, I think, statistically get more rainfall than London. Gets, more, a, gets more sunshine as might well. Might as well have signed for Averisworth. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well join the Saudi, Saudi revolution now. Uh, true enough. One of the big takeaways from this game, though, is that Katjana Monzul will be refereeing the game, meaning she'll be the first woman to referee the England men's team. She'll be backed by an all-female team of assistants. That's Groundbreaking cool. stuff. Mm. Uh, so, um, yeah, excellent stuff. Well, so we'll, we'll look forward to England. Should be a victory. This should set up the home game against Hungary nicely next week, you would expect, Andy. Scotland are hosting Israel on Saturday. Again. 
This fixture happens all the time. This is like, remember when there was about 18 Classicos in a month? It seems like this got... Oh, it's yeah. very much like that. Yeah. yeah, well, it's the seventh time in three years, actually, more accurately. But it is a big one. Scotland sitting second uh, in Group F on 11 points, one head of Israel in third. All to play for, of course, for qualification. Grant Hanley and Che Adams are suspended for the game, which is a, a, a bit of a blow for them. Do you hear that they've appointed um, Austin McPhee the magnificently named as a set piece specialist, and he's a set piece specialist at Aston Villa, and we've seen what they can do with the old Ming's flicks ons to to Ings overhead kicks. Mm. Do you think this is going to provide a bit of Joga Bonita for Scotland, Andy? I find it extraordinary that people have an issue with this. To be honest, right the the idea that incremental gains haven't always been a part of football. Well, once again, Andy, you've aligned yourself with John Carver, who explained the thought process <laughs> of this. Um, he said that uh, I'm not big on stats, but I'm almost certain when you're looking at World Cup finals and Euro Championships, the games are so tight and they're usually decided by a set play. I think the stats are quite high on that. Oh, so you're interested in those stats, I know, John? Yeah. What What does that even mean? I'm not into stats. Like, just oh. well, I mean, numbered parking bays, of course. Yeah. I'm not into stats, but I'm into those stats. Yeah. So. Uh, also, you mentioned overhead, John McGinn, big over, big overhead kick uh, in March, I think. This year. Yeah. 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 On, on Scotland duty. Yeah. We know he likes a volley. Did he score that magnificent volley for Villa that time? Was it home to Sheffield United? Maybe. We're just naming goals now that happened in the past. But, but he's yes. got he's got the backside to cushion himself when he lands we, it's important, important. Yeah. basically what yeah. we're saying Scotland is like, put on a show let's get the overhead kicks out there be known for something like that because if you're known for like oh, imagine oh I love watching Scotland they try at least two overhead kicks a game that you chewed in Andy wouldn't you yeah totally yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. can I um, can I float another thing I'm not sure where this would come in but we're talking about Scotland so I feel like I have to mention it mm-hmm. you have, have a square we... sausage recently Oh, if only. Uh-huh. Well, they should do more of those over here. As you make your own, can you squeeze, oh, out, here. squeeze you mean, out the casing and you, squash you mean it? down here? They're on the same landmass as us. Well, it, there's a little wall. I know it's falling apart, but there is a wall. It's called Britain. <laughs> right? <laughs> Carry on. They're, so Sunderland striker Ross Stewart, who mm. they got from Ross County, he's had a decent start to the season, mm-hmm. and his nickname, mm-hmm. have we heard his nickname? Go on. It is the Loch Ness Drogba. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, you see? Well get him done. in. Get, get in. him get, in. Get the Loch Ness Drogba in Outstanding. There. We do enjoy that very much. So uh, tonight, Andy, Czech Republic are playing Wales. The Welsh and the Czechs are level on seven points behind Belgium at the top of the group. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one, Andy. Who's your money on? Well... It's, it's all on Aaron Ramsey for this, isn't it? Yeah. With the injuries mm. the, no, I didn't ask the, you to pick the Wales have got. <laughs> That's coming up in a moment. <laughs> but it, he is going to have an absolutely huge role in this because of that. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to think um, Wales are not the two-man team that people think they are. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they proved that at the Euros. What, Ramsey in which, and Gunter. In which they, exactly. Mm-hmm. In which they were, they were largely excellent. Um, the Czechs were really, really good at the, the Euros as we kind of flagged before didn't we yeah um, they were your team to really flag before you threw everyone a curveball with Turkey I might have done and then still, have, still haven't forgiven you for that yeah no. very well played very uh, but the Czechs they were decent they were a good side yeah and Patrick Schick has started the season very very well at, mm-hmm. at Leverkusen as well so I, I do think it will be hard for Wales I, I think a point is decent from this right personally oh yeah with, with, with the I, I wait to check Republic. out there but, but any I mean, loads of Bigger size than Wales would probably be okay with the point in Czech Republic. You know, they're a formidable Yeah, side. definitely. I, like England have lost their in recent memory, haven't they? They have, yes. And if England have done it, then anybody can. Exactly. Um, Huddersfield winger Sorba Thomas uh, got his first call up. Could be in line for his debut. Incredible story. He was playing non-league football at the start of the year. 
and was a scaffolder not long before that. And now, look at him. He's joined the uh, the UEFA family. Well, that's what he <laughs> that's what he said, wasn't it? That like when he he sort of got to the team hotel and uh-huh. he sort of walked out of the team hotel. He's like, oh my god, it's Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought you were saying. I, he, I thought he, that was wonderful. I thought you were saying he stood out and being like, well, that's about to topple over. <laughs> <laughs> Could do with reinforcing that actually. So what are you doing? We have that's not why we've called you here. You get in there, you idiot. Yeah, we've not called you for those services. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, so yeah, no, I think that's I think it's a good way to uh, to get the weekend in. Um, so we look forward to that as well, everybody. Right then, everybody, it's time for Betway's four to score. Entry to Betway's four to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly fifty thousand pound jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game one. Scotland versus Israel on Saturday at five o'clock. Fish, who have you picked? I'm going to pick Manuel Solomon for Israel to be the first goal scorer. A classy little Shakhtar Donetsk player who's been linked to a couple of English clubs and yeah, feels like he could do uh, do big things on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, you've got to do the Real Madrid and Scotland double, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Game two, Finland versus Ukraine. Saturday at five o'clock as well. Andy, who have you gone for? I've gone for Ukraine's Roman Yaremchuk, who has been excellent since joining Benfica in great form at the moment. Good choice, good choice. Game three, Hungary versus Albania. It's on Saturday at 7.45. This is what Jim had to say. Hello, um, Jim here. As you can see, I am currently in the South Pole, but I've been tasked with picking first goal scorer in Hungary against Albania. So I'm going to go for Roland Saloy. Um, Adam Saloy is injured. You'd expect him to be the, the main man, but I'm going to go with Roland instead. So um, yeah, Roland Saloy. That's Jim's pick, Roland Saloy. Okay, interesting one. Uh, game four is Switzerland versus Northern Ireland, Saturday, 7.45. I've picked Briel Imbolo to get the first goal in that game. Okay then, so uh, our picks are Manas Solomon, Roman Yeremchuk, uh, Roland Saloy and Briel Mbolo. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game, of course. You can play for free at betway.com forward slash four to score. Further T's and C's apply. You must be over the age of 18 and do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. Right then, it's time for the game. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) There he is. Little fishies back in the hot seat. This isn't even the proper game. This isn't even the proper game. It's got a proper theme tune, so that, to me, suggests that it's probably a proper game. It is the proper game. Do not worry, gentlemen. Oh, is it the... So it's not the manager's one? We're doing players today, because I knew you'd sap off and go... (laughs) So so there we are. As, uh, As our man Luke would say, fire... In your bell bells and uh, head in your freeze freeze. <laughs> I haven't got a I haven't got a sheet of paper. Yeah, unlux. Are you ready? Nor nor have I. I also feel very very intimidated. Why? By Lars Sivertsen's recent um, Why debut would you performance. Why be intimidated? I messed it up. Uh, you say that, right? Yeah. But he has proved himself. I think to be the Jose Mourinho of Luke's slash Marcus's game. Oh, the right. way he played that, the minimalism. Mm. The brutality of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like if you go back to that Barcelona Real Madrid 5 0 in 2010, yeah. it's like if Real Madrid had won that 5 0. Right. Yes. That's what happened. <laughs> it was it was simultaneously mm-hmm. horrendous and you couldn't take your ears off it. Yeah. You were so scared, I assumed he had his big dog with him. <laughs> yeah. I, his big dog is lovely, actually. It so. is. I'm sure I've seen it on Twitter many, many times. But, gentlemen, that was a couple of weeks ago. It's now this week. It's Vish versus Andy. We have uh, five players. You know the rules. 
um, so we don't need to go through them. Vish, you're up first uh, because Andy is better than you. Um, (laughs) uh, Fair, entirely fair. And I don't mean at this, I mean just in general as a man. No, no, Uh, I I assume that's what you meant. Yeah, (laughs) It's not what I meant at all, you beautiful man. Um, Right, this player has played for five whole clubs. It is Stephen Naismith. Ooh. Who have you got? Stephen what have you bloody got? Naismith. Five times. Um, five. 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 Don't be sucked into Andy's mind games. Five. I can do, I can do three, I think. Is that your bid three? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go on in. I, I'm, I can't do more than three. Really? Yeah. Okay. I really can't do more than three. Fish, can I have three of the five clubs for Stephen Naismith? Everton. Rangers. You can do this, bruv. I think I've got this confused with Chris Boyd. Come on. Kilmarnock. It's 1-0 to Vish. It is 1-0 to Big Vish. Uh, Yeah, he started at Kilmarnock, then went to Rangers, Everton, Norwich City. Oh, yeah. Idiot. Heart of Midlothian, come on. Yeah, see, I had Norwich in hearts. You didn't have Everton. Uh, no, I, had, oh, but you, I didn't have. I didn't have, I didn't have Rangers. You didn't have the fourth. You'd have to do four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Andy. This one, um, maybe a bit more in your wheelhouse, as Luke would say. <laughs> uh, this man um, has played for six clubs. It's Johan Kabai. Big Johan. Big Johan. Little Johan. <laughs> Cardboard box. <laughs> 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 oh dear depends if you're Vish or Vish's brother right six clubs six for Johan Kebab as Joe Kinnear once called him <laughs> yeah. oh. I mean that's a clue but um, I'm sure you've, got, you've all got that one <laughs> I, 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 think, I think I might have to go for four he says it as if it's a bad <laughs> yeah. bid oh no <laughs> Vish can I hear five I'm at, oh no I might have to get an A <laughs> Uh, no, 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 no. You're not doing five, are you? Fours, I think four's a very, very impressive bid. Go on, and Andy, four clubs, you could buy. Lille, Crystal Palace, Paris Saint Germain, Newcastle United. I can't remember the team in the Middle East that he played for. Al Nazir. Right. And then uh, was last seen at San Entien on a football pitch. Of course he was. Of course he was. But don't worry, Andy, you got the point. It's 1 1. It's nicely poised. Nicely poised. All right, player number three, Big Fish. <laughs> Who have we got here? Who have we got here? Play for five clubs. Andy Brassel, is it? It's not Andy Brassel. Um, it's Andy's, not me. Andy's famously a one-club man. Uh, <laughs> this man played for five clubs. It's Willian. Oh, the cogs are ticking around. Now, if you can hear typing, Fish is using his laptop, but I have checked this. He's not cheating. Because if he is, he's going to get an absolute pummeling after the game. But he's not cheating. Oh, Shit out. Um Five clubs for Willian. Okay. Take a moment, Vish. Andy is staring at me as if to say, mm, I think I've got a few fish. It's um, just because you've got lovely eyes, Marcus. I do. That's all it is. According to you. I, I, sh- I shouldn't be wasting the compliments, really. You can't influence this, can you? <laughs> Vish, you've got lovely eyes. Vish, I'm going to do four. You're going to go four? I'm going to do four. I think that's a good bid. It, I, is, it is a good I'm bid. I'm impressed with that. Go on. Andy, can I hear five? No, no, go on. Four. Oh, okay. He wants this. Vish wants this. Oh. Now, this is a strategy that's failed you before. It has. Going, but I, I've many, got faith. Many times. Okay, okay, go on then. Shakhtar. 
Chelsea, Arsenal. Oh, I mean, this is probably wrong. There's another one in, in that region. Come along. Come on, Vish. Or oh, I could just pick a Brazilian club. You could, but you're going to have to pick one Corinthians. of them. He's done it! Very good. Very good. Vish is 2-1 up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is wonderful stuff. What would you think of? What would you think for the, the other Russian club? Because it was Angie. Oh, no, no. So I, I had Zenit, but I knew it wasn't Zenit. Right, so okay. That's what I should, yeah. So how come you went for Corinthians then? Because you seem to kind of go, oh, I was, well, pre- I was pretty sure of Corinthians. So why were you messing around in, in Russia? Because I know he spent, I know he was at another club there. Okay. And I knew that for certain. And there, obviously that would have narrowed it down than yeah, yeah, the yeah. other Brazilian guesses. All right, Andy, you need this to stay in the game. <laughs> and I don't think this is in your wheelhouse. Because this man, he's played for six professional clubs. Right. It's Jimmy Bullard. Right. Six professional clubs. Six professional clubs. Yeah. Right. That is, that's quite hard. Um, okay. Six clubs, Andy. Three. You've got three. A good, that's a decent bid. Could be the sweet spot, Vish. Four. Oh! Four for the, and this would be for the win. I'm very confident as well. Very confident. Very confident. Okay, Andy, can I hear five? No, no, no. All right. Vitushinahantaraja for a famous victory. Can you name four clubs, professional clubs, that Jimmy Bullard played for? Wigan, Fulham, Hull. This is the one. Peterborough? So who have you gone for? Wigan, Wigan, Fulham, Hull, Peterborough. Vitushinahantaraja wins! There it is! What a win! Big. Very big. Oh, there's the smile. There's the chuckle. One in the eye for the younger brother, who has, at the time of recording, has never beaten Andy at Luke's game. What a win, Vish. That's that's excellent. That is very good, yeah. So he, he started professionally at West Ham, but didn't play a game for them. Then he played for Peterborough, Wigan, Fulham, Hull, went on loan at Ipswich and finished at uh, MK Dons, Andy. Mm. So how about that, that? Even if I'd have known... Yeah. That he'd have played for MK Dons. I couldn't have brought myself to say it, no, so exactly. I wouldn't have been able to bid that. The local team. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Vish, that was proper fire in the belly, head in the freezer stuff from you. I don't know it? where that ca- I blacked out a bit. I don't know where that came from. I think, I think just through osmosis, I gave you a bit of confidence <laughs> and, and encouragement. Well, well, Andy, bit of consolation then. We'll play the last one because people do love the game and they like to they like to guess along. Um, so I oh, was Vish to start with. Uh, I, I believe um, this man's played for six clubs in total. Harry Kuehl. Now you have the freedom to take a speculative shot, of course, because you've won. That's in the bag. All right, you've won the game. It's in the bag. But do you want to crush Andy four-one? Harry, Harry Kuehl. Harry, Harry Kuehl. Uh, I'm going to go three. Go Harry three, Kuehl. four. Oh, Andy's gone four. Fish. No, go four. All right, Andy. Four clubs. Harry Kuehl played for, please. Leeds. Liverpool. Galatasaray. Melbourne Victory. Melbourne Victory. Nice consolation there from Andy Brassel. Uh, also played for Al Garafa and Melbourne Hart. So there we are. There concludes the game. Luke's game, Marx's game, 
Vitush in a Hantarajas <laughs> game. It was See, ultimately thanks, everybody. Thanks to me, you didn't only get a win. You got a fi- you won a five goal thriller. There yeah, you are. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well done, Andy Brassel. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Uh, there we are. What a way to finish the show, everybody. Thanks very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. An absolute pleasure having you on board. Oh, hold on, am I the champion now? Well, you are. You're a new <laughs> lineal champion. <laughs> Very good, yes. Look at this. Yeah, Vish is the, the current lineal champion. How about that? What a weekend you've got. Um, how are you going to celebrate? You're going to go outside St. James's? and No, no, God, I'm going to uh, butcher the legacy now. Now I have complete <laughs> control. I'm going to run it into the ground. Yeah. This is what I've always wanted. Uh-huh. I thought I had it when I beat you the other week, but now I am the champion. Mm. I'm going to bring discredit and shame to this great... Well, <laughs> I, I think the best way to what? do that is take Marcus's suggestion... Get Sam Fender's saxophone player after his 36-hour day to compose you a theme tune. Mm -hmm. And then we'll do... See you all at St. James's Park on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could clean up your act and become a responsible member of society. Imagine that. No, God no. no. no, Absolutely (laughs) not. Well, if you can find him, then uh, get involved because he'll be having a lovely old time. Don't come anywhere near me. (laughs) (laughs) Cross the road. There we are. Thank you very much for listening to uh, the preview show sponsored by uh, Betway. Thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you for douching a hand to Raja. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 